Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Happy holidays. It's our last show before Christmas. We're going to take a little break after this. But you didn't think we were going to miss an opportunity to talk about this little stretch here, did you? I wanted to split. Bulls didn't split. They're 3-1 in their last four games, 7-3 in their last 10. There's a lot of good around this team right now. We're going to look at all the good vibes on today's episode of Believe in Bulls. here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench prop member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, some good signs out of this team still. They're keeping this going instead of being up and down. I'm liking it. Yeah, the Bulls are wrong. They're starting to be consistent. They're getting some wins, and I, that's the biggest thing for me, just, just the way they're winning and uh, you know the, the energy of the team. And who they're beating, too, is just yeah. as important. Like They're beating, they're not beating up on bum teams, as, some right. of, as Joe Cowley and the other beat writers call them. They're beating up on good teams. <laughs> and right. we're going to look at a couple wins here, one of which is very, very rare. After I tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag, the only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get in on the action. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. It's a fun stretch. If you're a football fan, if you're a basketball fan, the college hoops has been really exciting so far. NBA's been fun. You've got the NFL playing on Christmas. You've got bowl season, college football playoff coming up as well. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. Also, might be a little late if you're a last minute shopper like me. But if you want to take an IOU, go to shop.believe.com for some merch from Believe, the official shirt for our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance. We'll support our program. You can go there, Believe Shop. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the network. But our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance campaign style shirt, shop.believe.com. The link's in my social media bios. Again, a little late for the last minute Christmas shoppers like me. I'm still getting stuff in the mail tomorrow. It's fun. Uh, nothing like waiting till the last minute. I'm a great procrastinator. You know who's not waiting until the last minute to pick things up is the Bulls. How about this? They beat the Sixers and the Lakers in the same week. Second time, I think, Joel Embiid's ever lost to the Bulls, at least when he's played it's looking pretty good yeah it's definitely looking good they played great uh especially the lakers game you know the sixers game also uh they i feel like they're playing better uh energy is better as a team um i feel like they play better when they get into the the hundreds uh you know they're pretty much i don't know what their record is when they score over 100 but to me it's probably pretty good so i think they gotta focus more on offense you know defense too also but just trying to score the ball i think when they score the ball at a high clip they're definitely uh, in, the, in the range to, to win the game or, or, or do with, do, the, do win the game. So this four-game stretch that just wrapped up was two at Miami, at Philly, and home against the Lakers. Now, they had the Spurs Thursday night. We don't know the result of that game. We're recording beforehand. But I want to split of those four games as a best-case scenario, two and two, three and one 
Yeah. And one, again, one of those wins at Miami, they should have probably won the second one, but they blew the lead and Jimmy did Jimmy things. Mm-hmm. But all in all here against that competition, I'm not complaining because this is about growth at this point with what could be coming at the trade deadline. I'm looking at what the young guys are doing. They're still stepping up. Yeah, they're definitely playing good. Like you said, the quality of the wins that they had beaten uh, high caliber playoff teams um, and just the, the growth of this team throughout the season. We know it's a long season. We know it's an up and down season. And, uh, you know, it didn't start off too good. <laughs> Saw it off pretty rocky. But now the, the Bulls are are you know, catching their try. They're playing well together. Even with all the trade rumors and stuff like that, they're playing good basketball right now. They got blown out by the Celtics. The Bulls did 124 to 97 in the in-season tournament. The sky was falling. Did not know how the season was going to go. They were 5-14 and 14 at that point. We came on here and said the season was a lost cause. Zach Levine goes out. They're 7-3 and three since. They're red hot going into the Spurs game. The record going into Thursday night's matchup is 12-17. and 17. Still in the mix for this thing. And I feel like you worry about trade season and whether that will lead to more losses. I don't think it necessarily will in this case. They might lose a couple more than maybe they would if things held together. But they're in a really good spot if you're looking toward the future. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. I think there's two things that trades can do for your team. It can either demoralize you or energize you. And I think that's what it's done to this team. Uh, obviously, Zach's been out. They've been playing better basketball, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully when he gets back, you know, they'll still turn to uh, play good basketball, keep the ball moving. I think it's a lot of ISO basketball when Zach's there. Uh, now you see uh, not as much ISO basketball, a lot of moving the basketball. Guys like DeMar get nine-plus assists. Uh, every every guy is scoring in double figures in the in the starting line of the last game. So I think it's a it's a good good sign for the Bulls. Yeah, we worried after the Zach rumors started coming out a little bit that they were distracted because that's what it felt like during uh, the Celtics game. One twenty four to ninety seven. I understand the score needed to be run up for the in season tournament rules, but that's still just demoralizing. Mm-hmm. It felt like everything was a distraction at that point. They had lost. If you're keeping score at home, that was five straight losses that that yeah. that Celtics game wrapped up. To turn it around like this without your max player, I'm beyond impressed, and I cannot stop raving about Kobe White <laughs> and the way he has stepped up, not just in the stat sheet, leading this team, the way he's carrying yeah. himself in the locker room post game. He's a different player, and I think he's proving that he was worth the you know the new contract he got. And after all these years of development, Stacey King said it when talking about Patrick Williams. So we'll get to it in a second. It's not always a linear path. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think Kobe White's playing great basketball. He's definitely deserving of this contract. I think he's the point guard of the future right now. He's definitely, you know, showing his uh, characteristics and not only scoring, but passing, like you said, leading the team. So I think he's definitely, you know, going to be on this team for hopefully for for years to come. He didn't come up this way. I mean, we talked about that at length. Coming (laughs) up as a two guard, catch and shoot. He's passing. He's making he made a shot against the Lakers that someone took a, there was a picture taken. I don't know if it was by the team photographer or who got it. He's got three defenders around him. And the caption was Kobe white made this shot. Right. He's making, <laughs> he's making tough shots. He's confident and it's rubbing off on the rest of the team. It's a type of leadership we've been wanting this entire time. Yeah, for sure. It definitely says you're, you know, Alonzo wall went down. He's taking over that role. And uh, like I said before, he's just playing great basketball right now. It's all, it's all, it's all infectious. Uh, everyone's touching the basketball. Everyone's, you know, getting involved in the basketball game. So I think everyone just feels included. That just helps out a little more. It's the line from Hoosiers. I understand it's a movie, but there's a there's a method to it. Three passes, then shoot, I think is what right. it was with Norman Dale. 
Yeah. I like that. I like that philosophy. Get, get everybody a touch. That way you can get some open looks. Now, there were a couple of times Patrick Williams still does that thing where he hesitates and drives in when he should probably shoot it. He's still playing really, really good ball. And we yeah. talk about non, not a linear development. He has been as up and down as anybody on this team yeah. over the last couple of years. He has kicked it into gear and he's showing, notice there are a lot of people really quiet about Patrick Williams early in the year. I mean, we were, we weren't exactly easy on him to start, right? but give him his flowers, man. He is playing really well. Yeah. He's playing really well. Like you said, and uh, he's just playing confident. I think, I think that's the difference with uh, young players, uh, especially your players. And when it's that time for their contract or negotiations or whatever, uh, just going in there trying to play consistent basketball. And I think he's kind of taking his stride upward. And uh, like I said, he's a, for me, he can be a great two-way player. He's uh, playing, playing well right now uh, on both sides of the ball. So I think, as long as he continues this trend, he's uh, he's in good shape. You know, like I said, the the Bulls have a good future with this young group, core group. Over his last ten games, which is a seven and three record for the Bulls, Patrick Williams is averaging thirteen point eight points, four point eight rebounds, one point eight assists, a steal, and a block, while shooting fifty percent from the field, fifty percent from three, and thirty three point six minutes per game. He's also playing lockdown defense. You have yeah. that proven. I think I don't know if he's necessarily the proven two way player yet. I just think there's got to be maybe another 10 game stretch like this, maybe 15 games. It's a long season. You said that earlier. Yeah. And I think you're seeing enough good signs here that if you put him in position to succeed, he's going to take it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's for all the young guys. You want to put them and give them that experience, especially now. Uh, like I said, we kind of wrote them off, uh, you know, earlier in the season, how they should tank and try to get as many draft picks as possible. Like I said, but they're winning games like this and you're, core young group is getting experience and uh and beating quality teams now they can figure out hey we can really win games and beat good teams now they have the confidence to go out there and, and do whatever they want i'm perfectly fine still getting a hall of draft <laughs> say that later but i think you there's a the way you can look at it now and like i say that joking like i want all the picks yeah, but yeah. there's a method to it in that you don't have to be bad right. to get all these picks clearly trading zach isn't going to hurt as much as maybe it should for how much you're paying yeah. him. Trading DeMar would hurt if that's if and that feels like a when with this contract situation, unless they give him an extension, which that's another conversation. There would they would lose a couple more games if you trade DeMar. But yeah. if you get some draft picks back and these guys can keep playing at a high level, someone compared it. I, I don't know who it was on Twitter, compared it to the Nets last year. Mm-hmm. Remember the Nets traded yeah. everybody and there yeah. were guys they had left were still playing well. Right, I think right. the Bulls can do something similar because notice the Billy Donovan haters have shot up too. Billy yeah, Donovan's yeah, proving, sure. look what he can do. Yeah, just give him a good roster and he, he can uh, turn things around. I, I believe in him. Like I said, I played against him all the time in college. He always beat us. He was a, a great coach. <laughs> so I definitely believe in him. But uh, like I said, you just got to have a good roster out there to, to help the coach out a little bit. No NCAA team has gone back to back since Billy Donovan's Florida Gators. I'm yeah. just saying there's That's a reason true. for that. Proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Said it all along. I'm a Billy Donovan fan. I have been from the beginning. There were people comparing him to Boylan, and I'm like, now wait a minute here. <laughs> One of those guys was a proven coach. The other was Jim Boylan. Okay? Right. <laughs> There's a huge difference here. You're seeing everybody quiet down like, hey, this is what he can cook up. Now, the, the, the bigger conversation, and it's one I don't know if we want to get into the weeds to just yet, maybe after a trade, was Zach the problem? What was the problem? Is there a way to diagnose it? I am looking at it, maybe it's through my rose-colored glasses. The fact mm. that these guys are stepping up the way they are is not a coincidence with Zach out and with Billy Donovan, and I think Mo Cheeks is a big part of it in their ear. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, as long as you have that leadership, like I said, Mo's played in the league for years. Uh, I think he's in the Hall of Fame, uh, something like that. But uh, he's had a lot of experience, and I'm sure he's uh, given all that experience to these young guys, and these guys are taking it, taking heed to it, and going out there and playing. And that's, all, that's all you want them to do as young guys. I like the Nets comparison, too. Like, the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, the Nets are in – I mean, they're not the contending team necessarily. They're not your your magic, which – which still feels weird to say they're not your Sixers middle of the pack team, but they're young and they've got a bright future. I want yeah. the Bulls to be in that position. Just have a bright future. If it doesn't, so you're not going to be Sam Presti and have 150 draft picks over three years. You're going to, if you can stockpile enough assets for the future, just yeah. whatever. I don't know what that number is. I don't know how you calculate enough quote unquote. You th- I think you're going to be fine. As long as you set a path, which feels like the front office hasn't really done since Lonzo got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like you said, this, these young guys are getting that experience, and uh, if you can get some draft picks back for some guys that you trade, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, some good picks that uh, that would definitely help out this this young core. So I was half joking about it before we started recording, but based on Wednesday night, I think the Lakers could use a guy who's a high level scorer <laughs> and make a make a big bucket when you. Yeah. The rest of the guys aren't playing well. If you need a guy who can just step up and shoot the three, uh, Zach Levine didn't play against the Lakers. There are rumors swirling. They're getting loud. Uh, the yeah. athletic reporter, this was Darnell Mayberry and I blanking on the Lakers reporter's name for the athletic, but they did kind of a Q and a style article for the athletic. And the thinking is there's quote unquote common ground likely to happen between the bulls and the Lakers to make a deal happen. Now, whether it's with Zach, whether it's with Demar, whether it's with Caruso is yet to be seen, but these two feel like pretty decent trade partners. The only thing is, and this is, you know, Nick Presti here. You don't have a first round pick to give up until 2026. So right, yeah. a lot of moving parts here, but there's a lot of chatter about these two teams. I think that's what made Wednesday night so much more interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, even as players, I'm, I'm sure they hear all the rumblings and uh, all the players who, you know, on the bull side who are, who have been in those trade talks, minus Zach Levine had good games like Caruso. Um, DeMar had good games. Uh, he's been linked to the Lakers a little bit, but on the flip side, the Lakers, uh, players who, who have been in those trade rumors, also Rui and D'Lo, they didn't have any good games. So, like I said, I think this, this is a big game just because of all the rumors and, and stuff swirling around. And those guys, some guys played good, some guys didn't, so which maybe, you know, kind of affected them in, in their play maybe, but, you know, it's just part of the business. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the stats here to see D'Lo. D'Lo had a rough, rough game, uh, one yeah. for six from the field, two points. Rui went two for nine, five points. He was minus 12. Dilo was still plus three, by the way, which again, I, I say it all the time. I use plus minus as a gauge. It's a flawed stat. Like you can't just yeah, yeah. go off of it. Right. Like <laughs> Dilo had a, he had a rough game. Didn't make a three. Rui had a rough game. Those are the two guys that are most in connection when it comes yeah. to like the Zach Levine rumors, especially because the thing with trading Zach, and this is something people are talking about as well. I said at the time, you had to give him the max contract. It was the business right. decision at the time. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. At the time, at the moment, we were all saying you had to do this. The thing was, it's got to be tradable. It's a lot right. of money to trade right now. I think, and we're going to talk about another team that could be in the mix here in a second. I think you've got to have a third team in there, and that's where the front office has to get creative. Yeah, they, they got to find some ways to, to make it work, uh, make the money match up, and Hopefully, like I said, just getting something in return, something in return that can help you, that can benefit you, uh, hopefully now in the present, but also in the future. Yeah, it's a mixture of both, because I think with that type of money on his deal, if you do it right, you can get a player that's going to help you now, 
yeah. whether not going to be a starter necessarily, but you can get someone who's going to come and contribute right away. And if you can just get some capital to help recover what you gave up to Orlando, you yeah. can maybe make that work. Um, Philadelphia continues to come up here. I keep hearing the Sixers around here all over NBA <laughs> Twitter. Shams today on, on his FanDuel show. Zach and OG Anunoby are quote unquote two names to keep an eye on in Philadelphia. So the Sixers keep deny, deny, deny. But you said the right. other day <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean they're not interested. I think there's yeah. legit interest there. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's definitely legit interest. Uh, I don't think you know they can depend on Joel Embiid and, and Maxi to carry this load for the whole season. They need that that third score. Uh, like I said, that could be Zach. That could be uh, OG. Uh, so just, just they just got to figure out, you know, what they want to do. And hopefully, you know, it's uh, sooner than later. So we all can just put these rumors to bed and just get on with the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that the two teams that are coming up in rumors like this just lost to the Bulls because they didn't have that extra option. I just don't think yeah. there's a coincidence there. Yeah, no, not at all. They definitely need those third third scores. Like I said, I think the Lakers, they've been needed. Uh, they need someone to take the pressure off LeBron and AD. And uh, like I said, Philly definitely needs it because they need some more scoring. Yeah, Philly's got to be – they got to try and stay atop the standings because, yeah, there's no seed watching necessarily. In it's December 21st when we're recording this. But at 19-8, and eight, they're getting by with what they have. Yeah. The problem is you still got to keep up with Milwaukee. You still got to keep up with Boston. So that's why a trade for Zach would make sense. It's a matter of is the interest mutual – Right. And again, any conversation that involves a trade of Zach Levine, how are you going to make the money work? Is Philly yeah. going to be one of those teams that's willing to overpay, I guess is what right. I'd be asking. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, like I said, the money has to match up. And uh, are they really to go all in? I know they got to you know keep the big fella happy. If they don't, you know he's probably going to want out pretty soon. <laughs> so they definitely got to keep him happy. So if they don't keep winning, they're definitely going to lose him too. Yeah, and... That was, again, Joel Embiid's second loss to the Bulls the other night in Philadelphia, by the way. That makes it even better. Like, this has been an impressive run. Now, it's going to get a little tougher here. Torrey Craig suffered a sprained plantar fascia. It's out at least eight weeks. That is absolutely brutal because I saw him as a trade chip, too. He's on the vet yeah. minimum. Now, could you still feasibly flip him or throw him in a deal if you're trying to make money match up? Sure. Like, maybe but it gets a lot tougher now, but I don't want to think about trading a guy who's hurt. I look at it as you just lost a big voice on that court. He's vocal on the sidelines too. We saw that against the Lakers and the Sixers, but not having him on the court is going to be massive here over the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. You definitely want him on the court. Uh, even though he's vocal on the sidelines, you definitely want him on the court. Uh, and I know for sure I've had that. I have, I have uh, had plantar fasciitis in my feet, so I definitely know that's a, a terrible injury. So hopefully he gets I had better. It <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good, not a good feeling. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was going through a growth spurt like my freshman sophomore year of high school, and I was trying to play. I was trying to be a catcher on the baseball team still, and I, I think that's what sparked it as I grew too fast, and I couldn't. Right, yeah. Suck. So I can't imagine a sprain. Oh, yeah. God, like that sounds absolutely worst feeling cool. ever. <laughs> like it's that's not fun. So the fact that you don't have Tory Craig out there again, more opportunities. You saw Dale and Terry get some run. Maybe don't let him shoot the three just yet. He's working <laughs> on it. His his motion looks better. He his mechanics yeah. are looking better. It just went out of foot wide of the rim. Um, maybe you get a guy like Julian Phillips who can get some run in there too. And whatever you do at the deadline, if you get another veteran guy, 
you got the makings here that you don't have to. We'll say it's essentially a teardown is what it yeah. is, but it's not a true bona fide teardown if they stay on the yeah. path that I think they can do. The fact the path that we keep talking about. Yeah, like Tibbs used to tell us all the time, even when guys are out in and out the lineup with injuries and stuff like that, we still have enough on this roster to win. I think the Bulls still have enough on this roster to 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 win. Uh, and, and to beat quality teams, like I said, if they can just get back to 500, I think they can be in a in good running to, like I said, just, you know, attack the, the rest of the season. I did not think we'd be having that conversation a month ago. I really thought right. they would roll <laughs> over. I thought they'd fold. Just yeah. the way they were they were playing uninspired. I mean, we were, at the time, the, so, the clip we posted was the one that said, is this season a lost cause? And we both said yes. Right. Like, it was, we were down bad at that point. Yeah totally flipped the script i think the other thing where we kind of that's kind of been overlooked in this and i'm I'm at fault for that for sure demar is a passer i talked about his shooting the other day shooting has been up and down to say the least his passing has been impressive so far and that's a big reason these young guys are getting in this position yeah i think so too and he's just trusting his teammates i think that's the biggest thing too when you're trusting your teammates they feel they feel that trust in you and they feel that confidence and they feel more um you know um capable of making the shot or making the right play for for themselves and for the team and I think that's what uh, you know you see with the the Bulls right now especially with with Zach out the offense is just it's just uh it's it's way better the pace is is way faster and they're playing through Vooch a lot more I feel like the lineup here of Kobe White, Io DeSumo, DeMar, Patrick Williams and Nikola Vucevic over the last this might be the whole year minimum 100 minutes played Fifth best net rating in the NBA. That's courtesy of my guy Bulldog over at NBC Sports Chicago, Kevin Anderson on Bulls Talk Podcast. Fifth best net rating in the NBA with yeah. that group. That's what I mean. Taking tomorrow out, it's going to hurt. Like It's not yeah, going to yeah. be like when Zach left and they just started winning. Right. But for right now, they're learning how to do this. And if you take tomorrow out of it, someone can step up into that role. My point is you've got guys playing at a really high level who need to be playing at a really high level. Yeah, definitely for sure. This this lineup is is uh, pretty it's pretty good. Like I said, they they play both sides of the ball. Like I said, they're like you said, fifth in the league. So they they're 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 obviously creating something and creating not only for themselves but for others also. Yeah, and I think Kobe White again is a big part of that. Io continues to be kind of he flies under the radar a little yeah. bit. Io does <laughs> he he, come, he comes off the bench like right. he he comes off the bench. I think he's been in and out of the lineup a couple of times too, depending on injuries. But Io continues to be a kind of he's figuring it out he's kind of he got he had that one game he had the, with the tony Snell stat line no points no rebounds no assists no blocks no steals but it's still he does things he plays good defense guys are stepping up and that is a really good thing to see so the tr- the teardown is not a okay we're gonna lose every game go draft uh, maybe isaiah collier maybe the french kid whose name i can't remember right now <laughs> not wemby yeah there's another All french right. kid yeah. that's gonna be maybe number one i don't know what's going on with french basketball right now hmm. but it's not where i don't think we're going to be talking about like the number one pick as much unless they get it obviously as much as we're talking about the group that's here now and that's a, that's a good thing yeah. to have if you're a major market team yeah i think so too like i said all you want is, is steady growth with your young players and i think that's what comes over time, you know, you're going to have your up and down uh, parts through the season, but if they can steady, can can be consistent and continue to grow and flourish, I think that's all you want to see from your young players to see what you got in them and, you know, see what they can hopefully do for the future. Well, 10 games is a pretty good sample size, and they've looked pretty good. The 7-3 and three stretch. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know what's going to happen against San Antonio Thursday night. San Antonio's been playing pretty well. Wemby yeah. put on a clinic. 
against Bold last time. Poor Vooch. <laughs> Poor Vooch had to go up against Wemby. We saw, we knew that going in, too. We knew. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> Poor Vooch is just going to get torched out there. Right, and he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a tall, tall man to have to guard. And Vooch is a big guy, too. It, no match. Wemby's just yeah, yeah. He's a monster. But before we wrap up here, this is our last show before Christmas. We're going to take a little holiday break next week. Uh, we should go through and talk about what we want. What is our Christmas wish from the Bulls this year? And CJ, I'm going to let you go first because you kind of alluded to it a little bit ago. Yeah, my Christmas wish for the Bulls is just for them to win, uh, to be consistent. And I think that's the biggest thing for them. Like I said, I think if they can get back to 500, uh, you know, they still got a chance at this season. And uh, season's not over uh, like we wrote them off before, but, you know, everyone else. But uh, I think they can just win and that keep the confidence going. The consistency aspect is the important part there. I think yeah. it's okay. It's okay to win. Like you, there's a, there's ugly winning and there's good winning. If right. you can consistently win good wins, like the Laker game was a good win. The Sixers game yeah. was a good win. That was, neither of those games were ugly necessarily. Right. I think you can see the conversation really transform. Cause it's not like they're gutting out these last minute buzzer beaters where tomorrow heaves up a miracle right. like he did a couple years ago when they barely made the playoffs like right get another 10 games in here maybe i don't know how much yeah. longer is too too long of a stretch what mm. i don't know what paint me a picture here i would say like to like you know all-star break i want to see that that much consistency i think uh you know if they can give us another sample of them you know uh putting together some four and four and uh four and one games and then another stretch where they're three and one or four and four and zero so i think just give us some sample like size like that all the way to the all-star break. We'll see what we have. That'd be mid-February, by the way, if I'm looking at the schedule right here, because ESPN doesn't say when the all-star game is on the schedule, but there's an eight-day layoff from February 14th to February 22nd. Pretty sure that's all-star weekend in yeah. Indy. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I would guess, because there's no more circus trip, because the circus yeah, yeah. isn't around anymore. Um, so the, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, my wish is pretty simple. <laughs> I just want draft picks, man. Give me first, <laughs> give me seconds, give me for Zach, I, for DeMar. If you trade Caruso, yeah, I don't think they will if they're still winning. But I just want picks to look toward the future. Maybe an impact player, but I'm, again, it's not, I don't know what kind of impact player you can get with the money. Like, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. I like I like that Christian's list, you know. Uh, you know, definitely if this team isn't going to be competitive, I definitely think you got to get some draft pick and just, uh, you know, try to prepare for the future. I still wanted to be competitive. Like still, if they're going to keep, keep this momentum going, like you've got, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not ready to give them the big mo. not ready to put them in that category yet. <laughs> like yet. They've got, they're, they're surging. They, they're right. hot. It's just, they're not quite the, the big mo. Should we start talking about them as a contender level? level. Right. Like they're, yeah. and, and they're not even in contender pretender territory. They're just kind of like Steelers wheel and stuck in the middle. Like, it, yeah, yeah, and that's okay given what's probably coming in the next month and a half. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we know eventually a trade is coming, so uh, we all have to wrap around heads around that. So, like I said, as long as they can be competitive and keep winning, I think you know we got a good sample size of what this team can be without Zach or whoever's on the roster. Right. Yeah, because we don't even know who all is gonna. <laughs> yeah. A little, little bit easier to figure it out than it was a month ago. I'll tell you that. Right, yeah. We, I mean, I was thinking through. Okay, do they trade Patrick Williams? Do they trade Tamar? Do they trade Caruso? Do they trade Kobe? Do they find a way to trade Vooch? Now right. I think it's Zach and Tamar are your two prime guys. And other than that, unless something big comes along, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think you just move on from your two most expensive guys, basically, and let these young guys cook. 
Yeah, I think so too. Like, yeah, definitely for for Demar. I really, I hope they don't trade him, but you know, uh, they've been great to him, and uh, hope they can do that and, and just do right by him and get him to where he wherever he wants to go as an aging player. Yeah, definitely give him if he if he can't come to an extension agreement. Yeah. Maybe let him be be a little bit pickier about where he'd want to go. I think he's earned the right. right. I think yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah, sure. We talked about we talked about that at length, and I, I think that's an important part of the decision making process is to give Demar his due. Like, don't just cast him off. Like, he's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. done done his time, and it's only been three years, but good right. few years. Yeah, yeah, he gave you everything he had, and definitely don't you don't want him to walk for free. So, you know, if you extend him, don't make it too expensive. That's all I ask. Yeah. I mean, he's 30, 35. <laughs> don't don't right. overpay. Now, if a team yeah. wants to overpay for him, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Sure. that's what that's what I mean when I say draft capital. Like, fine. If someone <laughs> can maybe pony up a little more than they should, I mean, I'm watching Reed Shepard at Kentucky and I'm going, I want that. I want yeah, someone yeah. like that. DJ Wagner's another one. If you talk about the UK young guys, like right. I, there are a couple, there are a couple guys around college hoops, and we're, I'm going to dive a little more into that here the next couple of weeks, I think. Now the football's starting to wrap up, and the portal has finally settled down in college football, at least for the time <laughs> being. Like, there's going to be some more names I'll drop around just here and there. Right. Not, it's not yeah. gonna, I, There's a reason I don't know the French kid's name, who's going to be maybe the number one pick. <laughs> like, right, yeah. It's, there's a, it's an interesting group in this year's draft. But even down the road, give me a 25 pick, give me a 26 pick. I just want... Yeah something to, that way we're not going into draft night like we did last year and go, well, they don't have a pick. How are we going to cover this? Right, yeah, yeah. They definitely need some picks and to add some young talent to this team, for this roster. Yeah, and the young talent they got here is looking really good. And I think this is going to be a telltale signs here next two months before the All-Star break. I like that. The, the All-Star break is a gauge. So use that, see how second half of the season goes, and we will go from there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and tie a bow. <laughs> Funny. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. Get that 50% bonus just in time for the holidays. It's a good slate of football, basketball, and other sporting events as well over at BetOnline and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippinetti at the last stand, shop.believe.com. CJ, Merry Christmas, my friend. This has been fun. See you after the holiday break. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Take it easy, everybody. We will see you sometime after the new year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.